Hey gang, what's going on? Welcome to this Tuesday episode of the New York Playbook Podcast. So glad you're here. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you are taking all of these incredible opportunities in front of you to level up. Listen, I want to talk to you today about how you can still win business even amidst everything that's going on. That's right. You can still win business. And no, this is not me trying to be naive. This is not me trying to sugarcoat things. But I do want to just kind of talk you through something that's on my mind, something that I have been able to help my clients with and other people with that have helped them see a tremendous increase in things that they're doing. And, and that is still working even during a time like this. Okay, Are you feeling stressed because you're not quite sure how to approach your marketing or advertising during this crisis? I mean, are you, or maybe you're on the flip side, right? Maybe you're on the flip side of that coin and you're taking uh, current events as an opportunity to level up and really try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, I've been getting a lot of questions the last few weeks about what dealers can do to get attention, keep it, and then turn that into a higher probability of selling vehicles and their related products and services. Um, and so, you know, it's been on my mind. Uh, and, and so I just thought in today's episode, I want to walk you through what you can still do to win business and come out of this global pandemic stronger and better equipped to scale at lightning speed. Okay. I hear this a ton, uh, and maybe you can relate. I get messages that are along the lines of, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm doing all these things, right? Uh, I'm doing what the OEM says or what they thought would be good, but it just kind of falls flat. I feel like my competitors are knocking it out of the park and you know, we're just kind of floating by. I see them there on TikTok and Instagram and all these sorts of things. And I just feel like I'm missing out. Uh, maybe you can relate to that. Maybe, maybe you're in this weird limbo type feeling where today you're not even sure what you should be saying to your audience or if you should be saying anything at all. Well, whatever the case may be, I want to break down something for you today, something really tangible that you can start working on in order to capture attention get people engaged, and and ultimately, like I said, increase the opportunity of doing business. Uh, here's what we know, okay? We know that as an industry, we're taking a hit, and it's it's painful, and it's going to be painful. We also know that there are people out there who will still need us, right? They, they'll need to buy. They will need repairs. They will need to renew their lease. We know that they may be in fewer quantities than before however, right? So so what does that mean? It means that you can't afford not to advertise, right? But it also means you can't afford to advertise the way you've always been doing it. And I know this might be a little controversial, okay? This is my controversial statement of the week, uh, especially if you have your ad messaging dictated to you by someone else or maybe the OEM or a different you know, vendor or something like that who maybe doesn't fully understand what I'm about to share with you. But here, here goes, okay? What I'm about to share is important that you get you, you get it right now more than ever before. Because the reality of it is, the way we've done advertising in this industry as a whole, it's, it sucks. It's always sucked. It's just harder to see how bad it sucks when things are good and when consumers are buying. I've, I've often said this. Uh, I, I say it on stage sometimes just to get people's attention and help them think, but I often I'll point to an empty chair and the point is to convey the message that that empty chair will sell six cars this month. Why? Because there's a segment of the market that already knows what they want. They they don't care about coming to you. 
They don't, they just care about who has it in stock. And I want to drive this thing away. So there's a small segment of, of consumers out there who are going to buy regardless. Um, and that's important to know because when things were good, that's definitely the case. When things are bad, that segment probably contracts a little bit and they hold off and maybe they're doing a little bit more research. So, um, the advertising really has just always sucked. And I'm going to explain why that is. I'm not just going to leave you hanging, but, but first I just want you to understand that the goal here is, is that you capture the audience who is still looking to transact instead of those that continue to advertise picture price, feature and payment. You, you got to understand there's a time and a place for everything. So what I'm going to do here is break down the first three steps you need to know that will help you win more business. Okay. For those that want even more detail and, and want to fully understand how this works, I want to make sure you get a, as much value out as the out of me and the dealer playbook as possible. So I want you to visit thedealerplaybook.com forward slash customer where, where you're, I'm, I'm giving away free access, immediate access to my full ad secret workflow about how to properly advertise to those still looking to buy so that you can steal the market even at a time like this, okay? All right, so let's do this. Let's look at this. The first thing um the the, the first thing you need to know is that traditionally in the auto industry I want to really drive this home, okay? Our advertising has always sucked. Why? Because the emphasis has always been on the conversion to a lead which has driven up the cost of acquisition like crazy. So rather than filling the hopper with a continuous flow of eyeballs that you can build a relationship with, you're, you're going straight for the kill. You see, we confuse the phases of the buying journey or customer value journey, as we call it, when we suppose that we can til- kill two birds with one stone. And what I mean by this is when we advertise conversion-centric messages that contain low funnel offers like payments or financing options, we believe that we are also building awareness about the offer. So it's like, well, I'm building awareness. That's why I'm advertising this. And and no, the, the problem in that is that we've skipped over two very vital phases of the buying journey that come before making an offer. The, these are the two phases of the buying journey that encourage more people to accept the offer and and also help decrease our cost per lead acquisition. Okay, go with me here. Uh, also, it's worth noting that doing it this way is extremely competitive because everyone is fighting for the same audience. So in other words, when you go rate for the kill, when you go rate for the buy now, the deferred payments, the this, and you're not doing anything else in front of that, it's it's just extremely competitive because that's what everybody else is doing. That's literally what every OEM program is designed to target is, is this low funnel or this, this mid funnel of of turning into a, a business lead. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's a better way and I want you to start thinking about it, okay? What if you could take this opportunity to get attention but then leverage it in a way that that, you know, supplies more business opportunities to you, not not your competitor. Right? Sounds sounds good, right? You see, it's important to understand that the the first three phases of the customer value journey begin with awareness. There's a certain way to speak to your potential audience when you're simply just trying to get on their radar. The, the sole objective of this awareness phase or, or the first phase of the buying journey is to let them know you exist. After all, they can't do business with you if they don't know you exist, right? Having said that, 
all they know about you currently, and this is one of the reasons why traditional the traditional way of doing advertising digitally in this in this uh, industry sucks, is because all they know about you right now, the way you've been doing things, is that you're good about you're you're good at talking about yourself. That's what most car dealer advertising look like, right? You just talk about yourself and what we offer and what we do. Imagine walking up to a stranger at an event that you've never met before. And the first thing out of your mouth is, do you want to get married? But the first phase, this awareness phase of the buying journey, and the next phase, which I'm going to tell you about, kind of a step two that I'm going to tell you about, really answer the why question. Like, Why should I care about you? Why is what you do important? And when we skip answering the why questions and we don't build enough rapport and we don't let them know that we exist in the right way, we really kill our chances of turning them into a a partner with us, a customer. So the awareness phase of the buying journey is all about getting to know each other. The best way to do that, just like in real life, is to get to know them, make them the hero of the story. Speak to them about something they are interested in. For example, um, if you live in the mountains, then chances are you could speak about off-roading or snowboarding, or you could speak about adventures, hiking, mountain climbing, rappelling. You can leverage that conversation to build engagement around a cross-pollinated interest. For example, uh, a conversation about mountain climbing might lead to a conversation about um, how to pack all your gear effectively in the back of one of your vehicles. Like maybe you might find a common problem with packing um, mountain climbing gear properly that that just becomes a hassle when you have to unload it and load it. So so you take that pain point and you show them how they could effectively pack um, their their supplies um, in the back of one of your vehicles. That addresses that pain point. Maybe it's space saving. Maybe it's, uh, um, you know, it, it could be anything. But you see, that conversation then leads to a relevant offer about the vehicle or about the problem that you're solving for them. But again, let me reference what you do now. Um, Toyota Highlander, 0.9% APR financing. Come on, come on down now. There's, a, there, you know, crisis payments available, deferred payments for 120, whatever it is, right? You haven't built a rel- why? Why? You're just you just sound like everybody else. Why should I care about you? So so again, this awareness phase really puts them on your radar, helps you identify what their interests are so that you can speak to them in terms that they understand. You see, you need to steer the conversation in in that in the right direction, but if you do it too soon or too late, then you're really missing out. Now, I've alluded to this step number 2. Okay. Once you've built awareness and once you've started a conversation with them, you need to engage them with something useful or something that they can do that will make their life better or that will solve a problem for them. Just like discovering, you know, maybe somebody in your store snowboards and you know that there's like a weird hassle with loading up your snowboard in the roof rack or something like that. And you have a roof rack that really solves that problem. Well, why not engage engage them by first of all retargeting the people that you've built awareness with. So you're running this awareness campaign and you're starting a conversation and people are engaging, they're commenting, they're sharing, they're liking. Why not retarget those people with with a blog post you wrote about 
how to get 15 snowboards, gear, and luggage into the back of your Chevy Trailblazer. Or, or why it's important to monitor your tire pressure before that long drive into the mountains where there's going to be freezing temperatures. Okay, you get the point. You start the conversation with awareness. You continue the conversation. You, you engage them in more conversation about something that really will benefit them. Um, and, and in so doing, the brilliant thing about this is that you are now really getting to know this audience. And you're really starting to understand where their interests are. Well, you can use all of that information, again, to, to retarget the people who took a specific action or didn't take action at all. So, for example, if you, you had this blog post or maybe a video on your site that showed how to, what was it, pack, pack 15 snowboards and gear and luggage and all those sorts of things back into the back of your Chevy Trailblazer, well... You could include a call to action, which encourages them to take the next step, like view our in-stock Chevy Trailblazers. Well, you can, you can pay attention to, the technology can pay attention to who clicked on that and who didn't click on that. And you can retarget both audiences with now an offer that is incredibly relevant to them. Okay. Um, you know, you could, you could, can you tell I'm passionate about this and I'm just like throwing ideas at you? But you could you could retarget them with a relevant offer and encourage them to come back and, and check you out. And you can do it in, in two different ways. Those that did take action and moved on to the next step. So maybe they move on to the next step and they're looking at your in-stock Chevy Trailblazer inventory but didn't you know click through to a VDP. You could actually retarget those people with a relevant offer. Like, hey, we noticed you looked at the Chevy Trail, the black Chevy Trailblazers you should see these cool features that most people don't even realize exist, but that will absolutely make your next snowboarding adventure even cooler. You can sense like there's personalization in this because, I mean, if I'm getting to know somebody, why would I just throw blanket statements at them? Why would I not continue to speak to them about the things that they're interested in in, in a very personalized way? Um, so once you've made your presence known, and you start a good conversation, then and only then are you ready to start suggesting products and services to them. See where I'm going? And that leads us to where we started, where most dealers start and finish their advertising, the conversion stage of the funnel. You see, when, when you download my auto dealer ad secret guide that I was telling you about earlier, I'll show you why jumping solely into this phase of the funnel is costing you business. But I'm also going to show you the phases of the funnel you probably didn't even know exist. Phases that happen after conversion that can dramatically increase your revenue potential, customer lifetime value, their happiness, and of course, their loyalty. See, conversion often gets confused as the last step of the journey when it's actually in one of the first three steps. It's crazy. This is like Christopher Walken. It's crazy, right? Now, if you're serious about continuing to win business despite everything that's going on, getting your head around these three steps is going to be a tremendous help for you. But I really want to make sure you get as much value from me as possible. So please go grab my free auto dealer ad secret by visiting thedealerplaybook.com forward slash customer, where I'm going to walk you through what you need to know to not only convert people into business opportunities, but then to move them on to loyal, happy, and raving advocates thereafter. It's absolutely possible, even at a time like this. I've proven it time and time again, and it's incumbent upon me that you know this as well, okay? All right, gang, I hope you're all well and safe. I hope you're seeing how capable and how powerful you are. This is your time. 
to absolutely freaking dominate.